0: to the dusty shelves, where we read books that aren't good, but aren't bad. I'm Bailey, and one time my aunt took me to a fruit market, and we were picking out different fruits for a fruit salad, and I asked for watermelon, and my aunt (laughs) told me, we're not getting a watermelon, and I said, but I really want it, and she says, the only way we were getting that watermelon is if you had licked it, because then I'd have to buy it. And so I turned, and I I, remember the story. I, I just... Drag my tongue up the watermelon and she does did, the most daily
1: thing ever
0: and she didn't notice we and I felt guilty we got all the way to the checkout and I'm like someone's gonna get the watermelon i licked and I can't live with that on my conscience so I turned to my aunt i'm like I licked that watermelon and she she had to turn the cart around and go back to the watermelon to pick it up okay
2: yeah. um i'm Katie and um, I found out I was asexual when I was 14 years old when I had gone to Canada as a family vacation and there was this beautiful big like pool near the ocean and like you could see like the view, like the view of the of the um, mountains and the beach it was gorgeous but I had to change it to my bathing suit and mind you at 14 obviously I was like super self-conscious about my body. I was a chubby kid. I'm a chubby adult. And um, I saw several women naked. And I did not enjoy that. (laughs) I was... I started crying. And I ran out and I was like, Mom, I I don't want to see them. And then she took me out to the bathroom and she had to, like, come with me. And, like, she said, Look at the wall and you put on your clothes and I hold the towel. And that's how I found out I was asexual. Nice. Oh, no. (laughs) It's... I was... (laughs) Can I just quickly let me just say, everyone thought I was weird because I wasn't into that sort of stuff. But the truth was, I was just asexual. (laughs) Hi,
1: I'm Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Um, (laughs) I'm Emily, and my cat will only eat one brand of food, and they don't sell it in the store (laughs) down here, so I have I have to have it delivered to the house.
2: And welcome to the show. (laughs) we're the dusty shells and we're on reading pride and prejudice chapters seven and eight and boy is it a doozy
1: it's a it's a ride we're just gonna read chapter seven actually fuck chapter eight i don't want anything to do with it i don't even want to talk about it (laughs) oh my god
0: Chapter seven. Oh. <laughs> chapter seven opens right off
1: the bat. It's depressing.
0: It
2: opens. It's with, depressing. It
0: opens with Darcy getting a phone call from someone back at the hedge fund, and she says, "Nothing like a high stress work call to distract me from all the shit going on here." <laughs> and that's just sad <laughs> that she she wants to drink it, for it is the high stress job, but then she wants to the, the high stress job to distract her from her family shit, and it's like. You need to, like, go to actual therapy, Darcy. This is getting ridiculous. And it is here. Sad. That we and, and, and uh, Melissa de la Cruz and, seems to know <laughs> as much about hedge funds as we do, which
2: is absolutely nothing. Oh, excuse me. Let me sit down. <laughs> I'm going to use my business degree for the first time. <laughs> because I can't find a job okay can I just say it's so clearly written that this woman has never done any sort of professional work that that is business related at all or like no. management or anything like like it's just like things sort of happen she's like you got the deal or you don't got the deal Is like what's the deal it, what does a deal mean do you mean like oh we're gonna get like um funded by someone is are we gonna get like advertisement are we gonna like have an uh like a commission done by this person or what like or did they get hired what is going on who is this person also can i just say the, the her assistant is called millie yet we have no idea who millie is we don't know how she looks like we don't know her personality we just know who the Millie's fuck is millie in who melissa's game that's it fuck is millie <laughs> hey, who is millie and melissa okay. so i mean not melissa so um Darcy is on the phone and then she's interrupted with the image of Bingley and Jim linking their arms and I'm like fully invested in their love plot like they're so much cuter honestly they're so adorable and then they're the only normal fucking
0: people in this whole goddamn stupid fucking book
2: and can I just say, yes. I love Jim, because he's the only adult in this book, clearly, because he says yes. this, because I wrote it down. It's like, Bingley spent the night in my room now. Now could we please be adults about it and shut up about the schoolgirl teetering? This is how rumors get started. Like, Thank wow, you. look at you, Jim, using you, your brain Jim. cells for something. Thank you. You go, Jim. Yeah. See, we love Jim. We. Know but at the, the same time,
1: <laughs> at the same time, I'd much rather have, like three pages about their love experience versus the three pages of what we did fucking get in these two chapters. So, yeah, good on Jim, but not good for us. No,
2: Uh, This is what I think is so funny about Melissa is that she can't make the main characters likable or even have a smidge of attraction to each other. But within just like, I think it was maybe like 20 sentences where she was talking about Bingley and Jim they have so much chemistry. I literally, it made my heart race a little bit. It yes, my, I mean, it was like, ooh, oh my and god! So Jim, <laughs> asked... I'm so happy they had sex.
0: <laughs> Jim asks Darcy if uh, she had talked to Carl and if Carl was still trying to put a ring on it. And Darcy says, "Not quite," but, but that's exactly what he did. And that's most... exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah, in the most demanding way. <laughs> that's possible. the story. He, she, he literally is saying. Either we put a ring on it or we're done completely. That is exactly what he was doing, Darcy. What do you mean? Not quite.
2: Like, <laughs> I mean, he's sort of threatening. She's just her, a bad listener. Of. Oh, Lord. Uh. I, I, yeah, all she thinks is just like, oh, oh my God, Luke's abs. That's literally all she thinks of, which is so sad. I'm like, I think there's like so horny 16 year old girls that are less sexually frustrated than this woman. <laughs> So
0: Jesus Christ, Bingley and Jim um, are going caroling, and so they're like, "Hey, we're going, we're going caroling." And I know you want to talk because it's the hot a Christmas cocoa. book. I know you want to talk about the hot cocoa. <laughs> so Bingley, ah! I think it was Bingley. It was either Bingley or Jim who said that their mom has a famous hot cocoa recipe. And Katie, you had a note okay. on that.
2: Okay, can I just say? <laughs> What the fuck do you mean? A secret recipe about the hot cocoa? What are you putting in the hot cocoa? If we're talking about... This is America. It's Ohio, okay? It's the most American America. So I'm going to say this is an American-style hot cocoa, which mostly contains what... Cocoa powder, some form of, of sweet sweetener, so sugar is most of the time. And then, if you're lucky, maybe dairy. If you want to keep it a little spicy, put a little bit of heavy cream in there. If you want to keep it a little thick and make it more like a French style hot cocoa, which makes me so freaking angry. I'm like, what are you putting in this? What what's the secret in this? There is no secret. It's just cocoa and sugar and milk. That's it. I'm so frustrated because like, if you want to make like something like ooh a little different, you could put a little bit of spiciness in there because if you don't know this you're traditionally supposed to eat hot cocoa with a little bit of spice because it's delicious chocolate's so good if you put a little bit of spiciness inside there oh, i am yeah. so upset about this because don't act like it's a secret recipe this isn't a secret recipe it's just it's just powder, cocoa powder and milk <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um i'm triggered <laughs>
0: so so darcy is getting ready to go caroling with them, and she puts on a Prada pea coat. We have Ugh. a friend! I am going to lose it. I'm going to lose Oh, it. but before I there, can't.
2: before then, she goes to her room, We uh, and we finally know that she has a bed, a, a, a book full of books that include Warren's shelf, and a crooked lamp, which I, I <laughs> Katie, will say this... You <laughs> said <laughs> Books full of books <laughs> <consuming> <laughs> war and shelf. No, I said war and peace, and then in a shelf. No, you said Shut war. That. And you said war and shelf. I, no. I need I need. No. English of is in my first <laughs> language. English is my first of language. Containing <laughs> war and shelf. Shut up. Anyways. She has a crooked lamp, but then, like, Melissa goes on a tiny little rant about the crooked lamp. Um, give me a second. I gotta
1: read it, because I was just like, that is interesting.
2: Oh, where interesting she was trying to fix the lampshade? Yeah, yeah,
1: of course it was. Okay. After you read it, I have something serious to say about it. Oh, okay, right.
2: okay. So it's this. In her bedroom, Darcy fidgeted with the lampshade in the corner. It was on crooked, and no matter how she adjusted it, it slid right back to the crookedness. As soon as she moved her hands away, of course... It wasn't really a lampshade that was on her mind. It wasn't the it was the stress of work that was on her mind either, or the pressure of Carl's ultimatum. It wasn't even her mother's bad health. Oh <laughs> what? It, it was Luke. Oh, I didn't even. Hello. Hello. Uh, okay, I'll give this props uh-huh. to. Oh no. Uh oh. I think it cut off. <laughs> okay, so let okay, me quickly say oh, yeah. something.
0: Wait. Okay. Wait. Can you hear me?
2: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can okay. now.
0: I think the lag just—I think it lagged out for a really long time and then just fixed itself. Because we're replying to each okay.
2: Other oh, good for us. Okay, oh, can oh, I just okay, say something? I think we're
0: good. Oh, thank God! All right.
2: Yay! Oh. Okay, so Melissa, Melissa does the whole like, thing about the the lamp, and like I like that. See, this is where like what Emily was saying. This is where Melissa really shines. Like, oh, you're giving me this great description. Like. The crooked lamp is like representing you and like in my head i can see that this is a a warm like yellow light with a white lamp shade on the top and like it's all crooked like the metal's all messed up because like you haven't like used it all that much maybe there's some dust on it like i can see that the way that she described it i can see it i just like i don't know where it comes sometimes where she just completely forgets about like how real people act. Like, like the conversations yes. she writes. I think they're pretty well. But I sometimes think she, like, almost forgets things don't just happen in real life. Like, it, there's a process to it. There's a step. They, even if it's just, like, within, like, milliseconds that things happen, like, they're still important. Anyways, Emily, what you were saying.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, what I have... I really like the, uh... The... I forgot the word lamp for a second. I really like the, like, (laughs) lamp scene, right, I guess we can call it. Because, like, it really says that, like, you know, she's clearly stressed. Like, it's a very good indicator of that without saying that she's stressed. And, like, whether it is about Luke, you know, and she just wants to be touched by him or whatever. Like, it's still a stressor because she can't she doesn't want to say anything she doesn't know how to feel about it she's upset with herself Mm -hmm. that she feels that way about it and like it's just an additional stress to work and her mom being sick and everything but my issue is that like this is like a very real thing and like Mm -hmm. to say that it's just about luke was very frustrating for me because I wanted something, like, Mm -hmm. more to be said about that. Like, oh, it's about Luke and, like, I can't believe that I'm falling for him or something like that and not just leave it at, oh, I'm thinking of Luke because it's very ambiguous at that point. And it made me upset because it's very, it's a very real thing that happens. I do that sometimes when I'm stressed Mm -hmm. about other things. So, I just, like, stress about something that's, like, right in front of me instead and then it's, like, that's not, like, actually what I'm upset about or, like, stressed about. So, like, it was very upsetting for it to end and just be like, oh, it's it's because I'm just thinking about Luke or around him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, think it's I don't just, know. The ending of that paragraph mm-hmm. was very frustrating for me.
2: I think it's just because you see that Darcy is obviously, like, like, to me, it's getting very clear to this point that she's highly depressed and she uses people as a way to give herself But If did it cut off, it cut off, didn't it? Yeah, it cut off. Um... Okay. Do you want me to continue the story? Cause I want to say something about the uh, the Bennett's house that pissed me off.
0: The fact that she says it's one of the smallest houses, but then describes don't get me
2: started. But don't. She's like it's one of the smallest houses in the
0: neighborhood.
2: Okay, and this is the thing. thing, If you don't know, classic Tudor. Okay. Give me a second. Let me. I'm. I'm gonna introduce it to the readers. Okay. So she. So um. What's her name? Darcy gets in. She puts on her prada jacket, whatever, and leggings. And then we go over to where she's walking down to the Bennetts' house, where obviously Jim and Bingley are. And then she freaking goes criticizing the Bennetts' house for being rather small for its size. I'm like, oh, excuse me, that the entire cul de sac with like this two-story house is so small compared to the cul-de-sac and then she further explains that that isn't a Tudor style which I don't think Melissa knows what that means because if you don't know this Tudor style is basically inspired by both like a cottage and a castle had a baby so most times these sort of buildings have like a tower and I'm not joking when I say a tower like 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 what you would imagine like like a tiny castle would look in house form, and I'm like, how big are these houses, <laughs> and why are they living so close to each other? Because rich, if you don't know this, the rich people they don't live anywhere near, like a neighborhood. Like there's miles and miles apart. I mean not miles and miles. I think but somewhere like well, two or is, three that miles. That is a
0: more that is a more think... thing I've noticed down here in the Midwest. Bigger house like rich people do have like very big neighborhoods. I did notice like moving downtown oh. that like people would have like a giant ass house out in the mountains somewhere miles away. <laughs> so this is kind of a Midwestern thing where like
2: all the Okay, are excuse together. me. I didn't know
1: that. I think the like vibe that she's like looking for is like um like how do you say it? Tudor-esque, not like yeah. Tudor style. Yeah. Like there it's a very like a nod to the style, but not like in that style. I think that's more divided yeah, the that... because there's no way it's that style and they are as close as they are like you were saying like there's just no way
2: also i would i would like to emphasize that uh, that style got out of fashion in the sense of like like buildings way into the mid 1800s cuz it started in the in the 1400s i would say i think it's 1406 i'm not going to say that for sure it might be 1426 um but mind you, I haven't taken an architecture class in a while, <laughs> so um, that style—it's it, it, a beautiful style. I'm not going to say it's—it's it's not impossible for it to exist in Ohio, but I, I, something tells me it just doesn't. There are a
0: lot of Tudor houses in, like here. Hold on, uh, let me make sure I'm picturing the right thing. Yeah, there are. There are actually a lot of Tudor houses specifically in the town i'm from actually there are a lot of houses that look like that cool a little bit on a smaller scale but they do exist Uh
1: for it to to be
2: there's like inspirations for this that style but for it to be like that sort of type of house like like true to door style it has to be large it has to be very large it it, it, it's like it could possibly have like four chimneys or like a chimney in every room that's what i'm saying
0: anyways my, back main, to the my, my main problem was that she described it as small and then proceeded to say it's a two-story house these people are as rich as <laughs> her parents like it doesn't make any fucking sense so they walk in and luke immediately starts teasing her about the kiss and flirting with her despite the fact that he now knows that her and carl Ugh. clearly still have something going on and at this point he does not know that darcy is interested He doesn't know that Darcy is not interested in Carl, and he does not know that Darcy is starting to feel interested in him. She's acting
2: uncomfortable with this conversation. So why is he pushing it? Yeah, honestly- Why is he flirting?
0: Oh my
2: god. Honestly, I don't understand Luke's- I don't understand his character, honestly. Like, he's supposed to be this macho man, he like- I like in my mind, like when I think Macho Man, I also kind of think like Ladies Man, and I'm like he can't even talk to a grown woman like a normal person. Like you can have a normal conversation at 29. Like, like I have anxiety issues, but I can have a conversation with an adult person and not yeah. sound like a complete buffoon. And he sounds like a total
1: idiot, twelve year old boy <laughs> who just really, really. Well, needs to I keep think, sucked. I th- oh Jesus! I think the um. <laughs> I think the vibe is, like, meant to be that way. Like, like, 12-year-old boy doesn't know how to speak because, like, he's hated her for forever and now he's, like, fallen for her because it's obvious that she can leave and make something out of herself and, like, you know, doesn't need Mm -hmm. him, doesn't need anybody, doesn't need her parents. And now he's like, oh, shit, let me get on that and, like, doesn't (laughs) know how to act at all.
2: Oh, for sure. But I kind of I really wish I, we could get like a flashback of some sort or something. To, like, like, yeah, I need to they,
1: see conversations from them in school, not before. Like, yeah, because I'm not like, getting right, I'm like, not getting anything from this.
2: Because like, she they says they're arch rivals. Yeah, she said before childhood,
0: I arch rivals, but like, what what does that fucking mean?
1: Were they like, <laughs> like in band together and he always got the solo and she never did or something like? Oh
0: <laughs> Emily oh <my> <laughs> Emily, that seems a it's... bit personal to you.
2: <laughs> it is. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs>
0: so...
2: <laughs> Can I can I it's just like if we saw if we had if we had an idea how they used to act with one another, I'll be like, okay, so they were always like this sort of like teasing and flirting or like, oh, she's always thought he was a fucking creep or something. I don't know. But she she said earlier in the book, I think chapter maybe no no not four maybe three that um she thought he was very attractive always and even if they were our tribals like she always acknowledged that he was attractive so i would assume there was always some sort of like our feelings for him if she says that like maybe they were theater we should just oh yeah oh, no. and then like he got the main role oh my god he got a the beard? main role and she used because she she was a girl boss she would wear like beards for the tryouts um, wait no oh my she, god she just couldn't oh, yeah. oh my that god well. wait
1: wait 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 <laughs> they were theater kids what? and she would always get the main roles because like her family knows everything and owns everything blah 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 whatever the fuck yeah, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. she'd always get the main roles and like he came in as like a transfer kid and like um Oh, started to get the, like, counterpart main role, and then they, like, had to kiss, like, <laughs> in every musical. And she absolutely hates them. That's <laughs> what I'm going with. That's what I'm going to picture from the
0: now on. Because only a theater kid would say they have an arch in high school.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> Honestly, yes. I mean, they're. Uh, she's also reading uh,
1: Peace and War. Did I say it right this what? time?
2: <laughs> yes. Damn it. That
1: you that said really it right, really
0: Katie. Thank you. is <laughs> <laughs> the new title we're going with. <laughs>
2: Shut up. (laughs) Anyways, so they're those are all the
1: same title. I don't know what we're talking about.
2: (laughs) Well, their conversations continue. Basically, Um, it's just a back and forth of like cat and dog. Uh Oh, did it cut? Uh, Did it cut? Yes.
0: Okay, well... Why is just... mine?
2: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so I'm not doing this... anything. So,
0: and... Well, they continue talking, and this is personal to me. I had a very visceral reaction to this specifically when the twins were introduced.
1: Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. I was like... Has was she like, never based... <laughs> met a 14-year-old before? Okay. Like they're acting like 12 year olds and I know that's not that big of a difference but when you work with kids it's a big difference 14 year olds do not act like that
0: listen as someone, no but
1: they do be smoking weed yeah exactly she wants to say 8th graders are smoking weed and then she has them in the like oh I traded my sister for video games t-shirts like no (sighs) it doesn't add up as
0: someone who has younger younger brothers who are twins and like they were she okay so first off Darcy in her head makes fun of what the kids are wearing but then she scolds herself for it and i'm like and i'm like okay cool no no she we're, we're working against making fun of kids for expressing themselves and but then, that was such a
1: pointless interaction then
0: she immediately follows it up with they don't know any better it's like darcy Thrasher is no. a very well known and popular s- band what <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> talking about adult <laughs> giving <laughs> thrasher The thrasher t shirt took me out, bro. It took Get- me
2: out. <laughs> Can I just say this? Back to the thing about the kids, uh I kind of hated that. They wouldn't act she, like that. Like, she, the, no, obviously no. But she straight up calls them ugly. Like, like let's take away all the, the, the in-between words. She just calls them ugly and dumb. And I'm like, oh my god. How can you, like, t- t- teenage boys are not ugly or dumb. Yeah, maybe they're a little, like, they're different, obviously, from a 29-year-old woman. But, like, they're, 14-year-olds have valid comments to say. They're smart. They're independent. They have personalities. They have thoughts. Like, hopes and dreams. They don't only wear Thrasher t-shirts and shirts- Wait, what was the- What did that shirt say? I can't even remember. It pissed me off so
1: much. It says, Skate, eat, sleep, repeat. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a, like, fifth grade t-shirt. Like, that's not something someone who's about to go as a freshman in high school would wear. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, three years- it's such a big, like, it. it is, though, it is, development, is. because and they're, that like, age, that is. I don't even you know why tell. they were there. Like, why were they there? Like, <laughs> it was so useless <laughs> and pointless anyways. Like, <sighs>
0: so Jim's
1: well, trying to get his brothers well, into the
0: Christmas mood before they go caroling, and there's some light sibling banter going on, but then Darcy interrupts and she's getting annoyed in her own words because she can't tell which twin is which and she interrupts and no one's told her yet and she's like excuse me which one is which and it's like Darcy they just fucking got here they're in the middle of a conversation with their brother can you wait two fucking seconds for them to be done talking honestly yes
1: no because I said something about that she was like oh no one's told me up until this point and I was like they just walked into the room like two seconds ago what do you mean no one's told you up to this point like what?
0: It's so fucking.
1: Can I, can I also add that Melissa?
2: You can clearly tell that she is a forty-year-old mother.
1: Yeah. You can. Yes.
2: Yeah. Because yeah, later, later, I Lyle says, I don't know what exactly, but he responds as with the word fact, and I fact. literally wanted. Oh, it says here. Um. Oh. Uh oh. The audio cut. Okay. Okay, we're back.
0: Yeah. I, I, can, I can hear, hear you, you, Bailey. Yeah, we're back
2: okay so i'm gonna okay, read no, the sentence i'm gonna read the... okay so okay i'll write that i'll read the sentence okay so melissa response uh writes this as okay let me start that again so melissa wrote this sentence and it goes like this oh leave them leave them be said luke you remember what it was like to be 14 they literally rather be anywhere else than here and then lyle responds fact and then <laughs> it's
1: just so dates the book <laughs>
0: Again. It's... And then at, and then at one point, Kit, Kit burps, and it makes Lyle laugh, and Darcy says she repressed her gag reflex. But she has two brothers. I know for a fact a burp is not the worst thing she's ever heard. Yeah. Just, like, that's not... You repressed your gag reflex. You grew up with two boys. You have heard much worse. Like, I, it's... She's writing a girl who has brothers, acting like she doesn't know how brothers behave. It doesn't make any fucking sense.
2: I mean, like, whatever floats her boat, honestly. Also, but also she hasn't spoken to her brothers. Can I tell you what makes me so upset? We know more about Lyle and Kit than her own brothers.
0: (laughs) No! And they introduced her brothers in, like, the third chapter- And then just didn't do anything with it. They just, Melissa's just like, ah, her brothers are here now and we're not going to, we're going to tell you their first names and that's it.
1: Like, I think what she's trying to do is like separate Darcy from her family. So it's like, oh, Darcy doesn't like her family so she doesn't talk about them. But at the same time, until she like, was disowned and like moved away and stuff like she grew up with them she still knows them like those things are still gonna come up like yeah there's people that i don't talk about anymore but sometimes things come up about them because like it's just like oh that happened around this time about this Mm -hmm. other thing that we're having a conversation about so like their name comes Mm -hmm. up like there's just no way that in these next four chapters that her brothers just haven't come up at all like she could have said like oh these they remind me of my brothers when they were this age or they remind me of my brothers in the good days before they were dating all these girls that they don't even care about and stuff like that like there there's nothing yeah
0: so Darcy points out that Luke seems embarrassed by how his brothers are acting despite the fact that he, like, acts like he doesn't care what people think about him. And instead mm-hmm. of, like, Melissa letting the reader pick up on the fact that this is exactly what Darcy does and Luke calls her out for, she just flat- us. she just literally flat-out tells us, word for word, that Luke pointing this out to Darcy is the pot calling the kettle black. Like, she says that in the text, is like, yes, we know, you didn't have to spell it out for us by just saying, Luke is acting embarrassed, even though he says he doesn't care what people think about him. That just already tells us mm-hmm. that he's a hypocrite. He does the exact same thing that he calls Darcy out for. You don't need to uh, spell I... it out for us.
2: Yes, oh. honestly. And mm-hmm. can I say something going back to the to the brother thing? I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, um, I really, w- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you. Um, I really wish that we could have gotten a different story, but with the same idea. Like, I really wish that we could have seen Darcy grow with her family and then fall in love like like okay i'm sorry like falling in love with luke it's not gonna fix her it really won't i will i've seen so many girls who said like once i find someone who loves me i'll be okay like uh, love starts from in not from out and i know this from my own experience like i i have to i've it's a hard difficult thing to do but you have to really really love yourself and find that self-worth and that self-love like it's been hard for me like I'm I'm just gonna go on a side rant right here okay (laughs) um being chronically ill has made me really start appreciating the body I do have even if it hurts to like be like right now I'm in so much pain just sitting here but I'm still doing this and I appreciate my body that it's giving me enough strength for me to just be sitting here talking to the cutest two girls in the world um oh. i mean well one's one's a girl and the other one is uh, uh, the, uh, other one. <laughs> the other one handsome the other one i'm trying to think of a gender neutral way of saying um ha- beautiful handsome yeah, just a beautiful person. I love you both, okay? That's what I'm saying. Wait, um, <laughs> was where, where I going with this? Sorry, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm flirting with my friends. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> what, <Ooh>. I'm tra- <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that uh, I have moments where I can appreciate what what is going, like, even with this pain I'm in, I can appreciate the people around me and loving me and loving myself. Um, and I think, like, that's what Darcy really, really needs to do is to fall in love with herself. Just, like, learn- learn your self-worth, first of all, like- and also learn that other people have the right to set their boundaries, just like Carl is. Like, he's setting boundaries here. So, um, Carl, like, he's setting his boundaries, and she doesn't have, like, any self-respect into, like- keeping his boundaries he's just like hey here's my boundaries I'm done with you if you're gonna continue doing this she should just flat out say you're right we should end it right now and not keep him like just like hanging on to this like very thin string the thickness of my hair Jesus Christ anyways what I'm trying to say is she
1: clearly doesn't care because he cheated on her so like why does she keep like it doesn't make any sense
2: she doesn't care about herself or other people honestly she um yeah Okay. Well, oh, so we're going to continue <laughs> down. So, so Melissa start, explains... They, oh, 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 you sorry. go. So they start... You go!
0: They, yeah, they start down the road, and they start caroling, and Darcy, they start... They're like, we'll go to that house. And Darcy's like, the lights are off. They don't <laughs> want to carol her.
1: Oh my god! And it's
0: portrayed as her not having any Christmas spirit, but if this was real life, she would be right. If it is nighttime and the lights of a house are off, you can assume they would not appreciate carol carolers knocking on their door. They <laughs> Okay, but listen, my doors. I
1: have I have a specific note about this because when I read it, I couldn't help but think that it was some sort of symbolism metaphor for her and like Luke because they're going back and forth about like you know, um, or no, this was like afterwards, but it was like the in within the same context of like, um, they didn't have their they didn't have their lights on they didn't want carolers and then you know he's like well they thought they were lovely and then she was like she they were just doing it to be polite and luke was like oh yeah it's like was she just doing all of this to be polite like kissed him to be polite invited him into her bubble (laughs) to be polite and then like he's saying like well you know if they said they liked it you know after the fact then like it's fine and like i just was like it made me uncomfortable because there's no uh, to me there's no way that that didn't have a double meeting because it was so strange for them to <laughs> yeah. just have this long drawn out conversation just about the caroling it just <sighs> anyway yeah
2: that's that's th- weird when they start
0: singing darcy goes this is the song we're going with and it's like Dar- darcy you are fucking you're literally caroling what the fuck did you think you you're were caroling you're singing, you're going to be the most singing. popular caroling
1: song ever.
0: Literally the 12 Days of Christmas is like the first song people think of when you think of Christmas caroling. Why are you surprised? And, and then.
2: Oh, the uh, comment about the caroling? Get, we get a
0: page and a half, a full page <laughs> and a half of what I can only assume is Melissa de la Cruz herself possessing Darcy in that moment to go on a very long rant about how the 12 Days of Christmas doesn't make sense. Who is giving all these gifts? Who wrote this song? What was like, was it a man or a woman? Why did they write this? Who did they write this for? And it's like, and then she says she knows that it came out in 1780. And it's like, if you don't know who wrote it or why, how the fuck do you know the exact year it came out? And if you if it came out in 1780, you can assume the gift giver and the gift receiver were probably royalty or nobility. Like, it's not that it's not that hard of a concept to grasp. It's she just goes on for a page and a half. She she can't comprehend the meaning of the 12 days of Christmas, and then the song is over, and they just move on. Like, Darcy didn't just have a full-on mental breakdown over
1: the song while they were singing. It doesn't make any sense! And then that's when they proceed to she go just, inside, and then they have a conversation happen? with Luke. They have a conversation with Luke about, um how oh well they didn't really want it and he's like well they liked it and that's basically what happened and it makes me uncomfortable for when they do finally have sex because i feel like that's how he's gonna act oh. and i'm not happy about it
2: so, so uh, can okay, i say so something I, uh, wait, about the- oh
0: so, okay, okay 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 it is tradition for like when you go caroling the people who are like expecting carolers will have like cookies or snacks that they made to hand out to you they don't invite you into their house. You don't go into the <laughs> house. They bring stuff out to you. What What kind of... You don't invite fucking 15 strangers to come into your home. What is, that doesn't make any Hey, guys, sense.
2: why don't you come it, inside?
0: I mean, yeah, we have cookies. Couple, this couple, we're clearly in bed. Like, the lights were off. They came to the door in their pajamas. Why do they have cookies and hot cocoa ready? What... <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? For it Santa. Goes with the plot. For Santa, it's not Christmas Eve.
2: We
1: don't know oh, that. God, Why? We, have, we wouldn't know that.
0: No one says anything. Okay, it was the 19th, the day of the party. The next day was the 20th. So this is the 20th. This is the night Bailey, of the party. Bailey, but
2: I'm doing too much math at that
1: point. Exactly. <laughs> can I go back it that? I, go I black, heard me scream exactly in both of y'all's <laughs>
2: <laughs> can I, just, I love you um, can i just go back a second on to the 12 days of christmas because i just have like this little thought and it's like you know how like melissa possessed her body i swear she just completely dissociated because some sort of traumatic event happened to her during the 12 days of christmas <laughs> so she's just really getting into the deep conversation about 12 days of christmas
1: and she really she so watched model, that like, episode <laughs> of the office and took it to heart
2: <laughs> <laughs> well Melissa like continues talking about like her beef with the song and I'm like, wait, it, it really isn't that deep but then she goes onto a tiny rant within the rant about like how rich was this guy? How rich were they? And I'm like, wait, excuse me, Darcy, you're like a billionaire right now and you're just wearing Prada and a Christmas Carly and your big how many windows do they have like 48 window house? <laughs> calling the freaking two-story house teeny weeny like oh my god <laughs> who are you I, it's like this she's fully invested in this song i don't think people realize how fully invested in how long this paragraph was just about this like i'm not joking it was an entire page and a half and my body hurt it, was so
1: it hurt I, but can we talk about can we talk about how we know exactly what their house looks like, exactly what everybody else's house look like, looks like, and we know exactly what Luke's brothers look like, but all we know about Luke is that he's real-life handsome. <laughs>
2: we don't know my <laughs> color, <my> what color, not <laughs> He's good looking. <laughs> oh,
0: it was, I don't remember if it was Luke or Jim who said we should go to the Fitzwilliam house to Carol, and Darcy's like, no, my mom's sick. It's probably not a good idea to bother them. And, it's, and then it's, they proceed to bother her. It's, it's once again portrayed as her not having any Christmas spirit, but she ends up being right. Her mom is asleep when they get there and she does not come down to see the carolers. Like, she's up in her bedroom sleeping because she
1: almost oh. died two days ago! <laughs> But like, where are the conversations? Christmas spirit. Where are the conversations (laughs) that Darcy is having, like with her mom? Like, why is why is there not like sudden times, like, oh no, I need to go see my mom, and then a break, and then there's like conversation with her, and she's like, you know, really talking to her because clearly they do like still get along, like her and her mom are still close. Like her mom's come to see her in New York, as we've been told. Like she just hasn't talked to her mom for literally six chapters. Like. (laughs) It makes me so uncomfortable, because I'm just like, is she dead? Like, no one said <laughs> anything to her, and Dar-
2: Oh. Oh, well. Oh, no. The audio just Oh, came- that was really long. Okay. okay, wait, what were we talking about? Darcy has just gone home, and her dad- opens the door and is oh.
0: happy to see them all of a sudden and it's like, I don't oh, care Oh, cuz he's I drunk on eggnog! I don't care if they give her dad a redemption arc, I don't <laughs> accept it. I refuse it. I will not accept that into my life.
1: Her dad- It's not a, a redemption arc if he's just only nice when he's drunk. That's he not knows. how that works, I like- I know
0: where Darcy gets her drinking as a coping mechanism from because apparently both her fucking parents do it. I have a strong suspicion this is not going to be portrayed as an, as unhealthy in this book. Like, everyone's just going to be no. drinking, and alcohol is going to be used as a plot point, and it's not going to be portrayed as, like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this, or maybe- Well,
1: every chapter has ended with her being drunk and not remembering what happened the day before, oh. and so then it's just, like, an excuse to, like, how to give a recap from the last chapter, and it's so, like, uh, hmm. read- uh.
0: it's like, this is not an episodic these are chapters in a book you don't need to recap what just happened someone can just turn the page back to make sure they know what they got the gist like
1: uh, it feels like this was written with the knowledge that it was going to be a movie so it's like that's
0: what it was honestly because i think when the movie came out like when the book came out it came out like immediately with the soon to be a like feature motion
2: picture or whatever like bruh Um, i don't i don't know if this is a feature feature motion picture but you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) okay can it give
0: me a second hold on wait 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 so her okay when he opens the door he says he says we've been we've only seen strangers we've been wondering when we'll see some familiar faces who the fuck is we you're alone. Your wife is upstairs asleep recovering from her heart attack. You're drinking alone downstairs. <laughs> Who the fuck is we? It's, just,
2: it's, it's But let us clarify, what he's drinking is very similar to what his daughter drinks, which is almost exclusively eggnog. Why is Donald
1: this? fucking and he's But, and he's, but he, what I want to talk about no! is that he's he says that we've had those strangers like we... Okay, you said you brought it up. You said, oh, we've only seen strangers, right? Okay. How the fuck have strangers come and caroled if 200 people in a small town were just at your house? How did you have strangers? <laughs> Where did they come from? Why are the they traveling to Walmart. come carol at your fucking Wal- house? What? The wa- <laughs> the Walmart kids the were Walmart going workers. to Caroly. It's the Walmart workers who couldn't come to the party. <laughs>
2: And the McDonald's workers—they took a break just to sing out the Fitzwilliams.
1: Well, who has the McDonald's open? Anybody? (laughs) Who's gonna get their McNugget? Okay, so they go. Where am I gonna get my BTS sauce? (laughs) Minimum wage laborers are very important and don't deserve the slander they're getting in this book right now.
2: Uh, Oh!
1: Can I just say? (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Give me a second. God damn it! (laughs) He's drunk, okay, so hear me out. And how much egg- Okay, so the 8-ounce eggnog thing we were talking about earlier. Jesus Christ, how much eggnog is this man drinking that he's drunk enough to kiss Darcy on the cheek? It would have to be a few
0: glasses, <laughs> I would assume.
2: Oh my god! Oh my god, that okay. is- he- oh, He's gonna get so mucusy! <laughs> okay, so they go in-
0: <laughs> They go into the house- and Luke tells Darcy that she's under the mistletoe and she's like, well, at least I'm under here alone. And he immediately walks under it with her on purpose, despite the fact that the last time they did this, Carl interrupted them and made it clear that he and Darcy still had some shit to work out. What is he doing? Why is he Luke doesn't care. Why is he actively trying to get involved with her when just last night, he fucking dipped as soon as he saw Carl. Like what? (laughs) He left. He saw Carl, he's like, fuck
2: that shit, and he left. It's because he's got a small uh, penis. He's got a small penis. And a very small penis. <laughs> that dick energy is low. Low, low. low dick energy. He needs to oh, yeah. charge his penis. So Darcy. <laughs> so Darcy... I'm sorry. Star- Darcy I, made star- I made so many dick... Ch- I made so many penis jokes. Okay, yeah. okay. So can can I just say, say something head. about the eggnog? Okay, so the dad says something that pisses me off so much. He says... Come in, They're like, like, let's have some eggnog. He's like, there. We have so much eggnog, it can fill a bowl. And I was like, oh my, God. how many eggs does it? How many eggs and milk? So let's say a gallon
1: of milk, okay? Oh, we're not. Bruh, no, no, not no, no. Listen, Kendrick Lamar did not write a song about his alcohol alcoholism for everyone to also just continue to be alcoholics. Okay, I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> so okay
2: let's think how much how much is it how much eggs to milk ratio is it bailey i don't know my dad's the one who makes it i don't go okay, let's just ask him
0: no he's not he's okay work. i'm not doing eggnog math
1: okay <laughs> no.
2: so let's say i'm gonna google that wait i'm actually gonna google it oh, my eggs God. to milk eggnog ratio i'm gonna mute myself for a second i'm gonna eat some chips six egg yolks for two cups of milk oh my god okay guys so it takes six egg yolks for every two milk so you're telling me okay if we have a gallon of milk we're using at least 20 eggs okay oh god. so if he has enough eggs <laughs> to enough do they have their own chickens I, maybe perhaps I don't- so, I think he was hmm. just
0: exaggerating- You know, Katie, I think no. he was just exaggerating when he said it could fill a swimming pool. I don't think we have a swimming pool of eggnog. I don't know why we're doing all this eggnog math.
1: Because eggnog is a pivotal plot point at this point. It's the only thing that is, like, the reason that people are talking. Because no one can talk until they get drunk from the fucking eggnog that they keep drinking. I cannot- With this eggnog anymore. Like, I know that I've talked about it every single time, and I know that y'all are getting tired of it, but what the fuck is it with the eggnog?
2: (sighs) It's a Christmas book, that's why. So,
1: I have disturbed Walter.
2: (laughs) So, the, um, eggnog ratio, okay, but what I'm trying to say, two cups, okay, so a cup cup is- Yes. (laughs) a cup is eight ounces okay so this man for the minimum had to be drinking at least see if there's if he drinks two cups he drinks like six egg yolks so if he drink he's gonna get salmonella
1: (laughs) he's
2: he's drunk he's taking a dozen a dozen egg yolks and if you don't know egg yolks have so much calories. This man is drinking calories on calories of fat egg yolk. I'm pretty, <laughs> this sure is so eggnog, disgusting. I'm pretty
0: sure eggnog is egg whites, not egg yolks. It says egg yolks in the recipe, oh. Bailey.
2: Ew. It's, it says six large egg yolks. Yeah, no ew, white. Bailey. I'm still
1: gonna drink <laughs> this, this man
2: has drinking, is, is drinking at least four cups of milk, a dozen egg yolks,
1: oh my god oh dude my god. is he roughly as large as a barn? <laughs> i feel bad for whoever is cleaning the bathroom
2: <laughs> i'm gonna pee myself my chest hurts from laughing so much oh my god okay well <laughs> let's get off the egg <laughs> thing. oh wait wait no but she's gonna also develop like a heart condition just like his wife, if he continues. Okay. So if he... Darcy continues to. He...
1: What if that's what it is? The eggnog is killing all of them.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: it's the villain. It's the true villain of the story. <laughs> the
0: true villain of the series. Okay. So, okay. all right. So, Darcy, after Ooh. Luke goes under the mistletoe with her, she says, I'm not gonna kiss you, and she starts to walk away. But then she says that without realizing what she was doing, she turned around and kissed him. And it's if you started walking away, but then actively turned back around, you weren't trying to stop yourself, and you did kind of know what you were doing. You don't kiss someone on accident, especially if you were already actively walking away. Like, I'm not going to kiss you. And then you just- And grabbing his collar. Right? Okay. And that's how the chapter ends. And then-
1: Chapter eight opens. Mm. No, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> no, give Mm-mm. me a second.
2: I gotta give nope. I gotta give you my review. Not chapter
1: eight. We're not fucking talking about chapter eight. <sighs> give I me a second. Do. Give me a second. I, I, got to second. I gotta a say lot of something about notes on chapter eight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> give me a sec I did not. I I did this like five minutes before the <laughs> the show started. <laughs> Anyways. So, um <sighs> there's this sentence I wanna read to you guys. There's this You're so childish, Darcy scoffed, turning away from him. But before she could stop herself, before she knew she was doing. She spun back, pulled him in the collar, and kissed him on the mouth. Is that <clears throat> I know you just said it, but like reading that out loud triggers me in so many deep, passionate ways. Like it's a fan I've like read a that read exact line in almost
1: every fan fiction I've ever written. Oh, ra- read, oh, not honestly. written. Read. Oh no no no. Written. You read. <laughs> uh, again,
2: no. Chapter seven. I'm gonna give you my chapter seven. I, my
0: chapter seven. No, Emily, I think you're trying to hide
2: something. <clears throat> I am not. <laughs> uh i'm gonna chapter seven review is this was stupid pointless boring chapter i didn't learn anything i don't care about anyone too much eggnog too much bickering two out of ten luke is dying to bone darcy
1: yes
0: and this is where (laughs) shit gets bad
2: so oh god worse
1: darcy worse not bad worse
2: terrible Darcy Can I talk up? about the sexual harassment thing? Like, oh, well not- no, Can harassment. we we'll just- there.
0: We'll get there, but I have some specific notes just about the opening scene where she's waking up and figuring shit just out. Go so, for it, babe. So she wakes up, and she can't remember anything from the night before because she blacked out. She wakes up in her underwear, and Luke is in the bed with her. She immediately starts panicking because she doesn't want to have slept with him. Luke lies to Darcy as a joke and says they slept together. Darcy says her body surges with regret and remorse, and then he starts laughing and tells her nothing happened, and I don't fucking trust that. He just made her feel absolutely humiliated, and then laughed at her when she seemed horrified. And then, and then, he tells her that she tried seducing him before passing out, and she said, oh god, that's bad. And he said, no, it was good, and it's, Luke, were you going to sleep with her? You followed her up to the bedroom. You were letting her. I mean, he had a
2: plan to it. And... He was go.
0: He was literally. He said, "Oh no, it was good until you passed out, and that means he was going to. He was going to go for it, despite the fact that she was clearly that <laughs> blackout drunk." And it's and oh god. And then it gets to the line where she, where he says, "If I wanted to take advantage of you, I would. Ha- I could, Duh- but I'm <sighs> a gentleman. A gentleman wouldn't say that shit." That doesn't make you a gentleman. If if not assaulting someone is what makes you a gentleman, then the bar is on the fucking floor. That does not
2: make you a gentleman. That makes no, you no. A... It's in hell. Oh that bar is in hell. Oh my god. Like this, this pisses me off. Can I the say bar something? has always Darcy. been on the
1: fucking floor. Let's be real.
0: Oh my fucking
2: god. <laughs> Darcy oh. responds this, and she says, "Good for you, Mr. Morality." I'm like, Get what? Disaster. Oh my god! I don't care. Can I just say? I don't care. Oh, can I just yeah, say? I'm
1: very it. confused as to like the setting of the scene. Like I understand, obviously, it's in her bedroom. But my thing is like she says that she's just in her underwear, and then she's just standing there. When I say that I'm just in my underwear, I do not include things over my boobs. Okay, like it's just something over the couch. Okay, so like is <laughs> she just standing there like bare boob like? Oh, no! I don't understand.
2: <laughs> her, like, her her left nipple's just, like, is out. People, I think most people
0: include bras with underwear. Obviously. Really? I mean, I typically do, in my mind, at least. Oh. But
1: well, cause, see, she, she said she got, like, out of the covers, and I was like, are you not taking that, like, with you? Like, boobs are out. So
0: the thing, so the thing that Luke says about being a gentleman, I don't know if Melissa knows this, but that is an actual argument real life horrible people use to try to convince women to date them. Like, I- like, on that, like, like, I don't know if you've seen, like, the subreddits of, like, people who get texts from, like, incels who are like, hey, you were pretty drunk, uh, and I took you home. And the lady- and the girl's like, yeah, thanks for that. And he goes, I just want you to know that, like, I could have taken advantage of you, but I didn't. Does that make oh, you thanks. want to date me? And it's like, no, it fucking doesn't! Like, does Melissa not know that this actual argument exists in real life, and it is only ever used <laughs> by the shittiest of
2: people? Like,
0: yeah, I
2: honestly, don't. yes. Yeah. Can, oh I, can I input something? Can
1: I input something? Which is why no, I was I, so concerned I, oh. that she was potentially not in something mm-hmm. that, like, covered up her- Because she was clearly uncomfortable. I literally, like, the whole time was just picturing her just, like, bare boob the whole time. So I was, like, ten times more uncomfortable about the whole thing. I was like, oh, okay, we're just- Okay, we're doing this. Titty out. <laughs>
2: can out. Can I input something? <laughs> and I, I was talking to- Free about the, the nipple,
1: but not in front of Luke.
2: um so i was talking this earlier with with you guys obviously i'm gonna say it now in the audience but it it really triggers me (coughs) reading this not uh, since Well, like Bailey says, people use this excuse as a real reason, being like, "Oh, you're lucky you were with me." What do you mean you? I was lucky to be with you. That 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 that, that isn't luck. Like that that's just like thanks for not raping me. <laughs> like, yeah. No. Okay. Whatever. Also, just the, the the thing about like people when people say like non-consensual sex, it's yeah. there's no such thing as non-consensual yeah. sex. It's <laughs> just call it what it is. It's. <laughs> and um, it pisses me off because like. I'm not going to say Melissa, Melissa, okay, Melissa, sweetheart, listen to me. A lot of, (laughs) you're, you are a young, like, a young adult author. You're a young adult author, okay? So, who is the majority of people who are going to read your book? Probably younger, like, teens, women, and they're going to read this and think, like, hmm, oh, so if he doesn't rate me, that means he's a good guy. No. No, that, does, that doesn't mean that. That just means he has the basic human decency of not <laughs> raping you, which is so ridiculous because the bar is so low that not being raped is a compliment. It's
1: so good.
2: <laughs> it's so, oh like, so, like, uh, nothing against her, but everything against her at the same time. Um, like, I wouldn't put that in your books. That's it. Like, that's oh. dangerous. And I know, like like, you're going to be like, Oh, it's not dangerous because it's happened for so many years. But still, like it is, like there, there's a reason this this sort of things they like, continue that where um men think that raping women is is uh, okay or like not raping them is okay. Like you just don't even think it. Like there, I've never in my life once ever been like you know what? I want to eat that person's sandwich, like. You, like, I won't be like, ooh, I see somebody on the street. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to eat that person's sandwich, and I steal their sandwich away from them. <laughs> like, I, but I'll ask my friends if I'm like, hey, guys, can I have a bite of your sandwich? And if my friend says, no, that's gross, I won't take it. But if my friend says, hey, I, I, my other friend, I say, like, hey, Emily, can I have a bite of your sandwich? She's like, sure, get a bite. And then I bite it. It's like, what? We can it. That's the same idea. It's so simple. <laughs> Anyways. So... Okay. Consensual sex. So Darcy, <laughs> consensual sex, consensual sex. Non-consensual sex is
0: <laughs> So, Darcy is, uh... I'm like, so angry, I'm sorry. It's okay. They get into, like, this banter thing. Oh, the audio cut again. Uh-huh. The, uh, okay, there we go, we're back. So the, uh, Darcy mm-hmm. and- they get into, like, this back and forth. Darcy's trying to get him out of the room. He starts- basically, he correctly diagnoses her with being lonely. And she says I'm not lonely. She go and he goes and she goes I'm chasing my passion. And he goes being a hedge fund manager is your passion? And she goes money <laughs> is my passion. And it's like Darcy in the first fucking chapter you talked about how being rich in New York is unfulfilling and you miss having people you love around. Out loud specifically, yes. you out you textually said you were unhappy with your life in New York. What the fuck are you talking about? But it's not as if, like, this is Darcy lying. Melissa is writing this as if it's what Darcy actually believes about herself. Which is a direct yes. contradiction to our introduction to her. It doesn't make <sighs> any fucking
1: sense. I mean, she's full And fooled. Luke oh, read her cover to cover, bro. Like, he... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He says this, because I wrote it down, and he's like, um, well, actually,
2: no, Darcy says this. Um, definitely not. For your information, if I don't have time for boyfriends... I definitely don't have time for girlfriends. I have colleagues and employees, all of whom are depending on me to make their investment deals go through. That's depressing. Like that's the most depressing to thing. you. No. Tell me how, how... Tell me in what world that isn't depressing that you find your only value of working for a company and selling yourself for dollars. No world.
0: There is no world where no that world. isn't depressing. It's... <sighs> the, Anyways. So she, tells, so she tells him to leave. Like, after he says that he doesn't believe her or whatever... Uh, he said something, I don't remember exactly, but she says, okay, buddy, time for you and your judgment to leave, which is, like, good for her, I, I mean, in a, in a scenario that, that actually fits, like, you can't just stand here and judge me and expect me to take it, so get out of my, out of my room, that makes sense, but, like, this, the book is jumping from, like, moral message to moral message, like, And then Missy the target too. Right. It's like
1: so far away from the point. (laughs) They want
0: like Melissa wants Luke to correctly judge her, but he but Melissa also wants Luke to not judge her. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's happening here.
2: But can I say something that made me? Nobody knows what's happening. When Luke is leaving, Darcy just gives him a goodbye handshake after like that is just
0: making out beforehand i think
2: she's asexual that is the most asexual
0: thing you can do you find out you didn't sleep with them all right handshake get out of my room
2: basically me honestly same like i wouldn't mind like like that's my type of relationship like let's kiss (laughs) and then like like shake hands no bye go away that's enough that's that's enough human contact for me
0: okay and i'm gonna be honest (laughs) She starts talking about, like, oh no, I think I'm attracted to him. And I don't think she is. She internally mocks and complains about his mannerisms and his personality and the things he says. The only and thing, his family. The only thing she likes about him is his muscle. Literally, that's the only thing she's complimented. <laughs> is his He's muscle mad. She doesn't like the way he talks to her. She doesn't like the way he she perceives him to think about himself or think about her. She doesn't like him as a person. She just wants to fuck him! It's so fucking <laughs> frustrating!
2: But then does she really? Or does she just- well, Yes, because
1: she telling... snuggled into his smell in the sheets. Okay! She Bruh, was... that's like, I oh, wanna fuck I you one-on-one, okay? She, okay. She,
0: I didn't- she, Ooh. She, she acts like she wants to fuck him. They wake up in bed together and she says, Sleeping with you is like the worst and most embarrassing thing that could ever happen to me, so it's like, Darcy. You need to, like, calm down. You need to, you, oh my god. You need to, like, first off, you need to realize you're not actually attracted to him. You don't like Oh yeah, him. for sure. You don't like him or Carl. You need to settle the fuck down. I bet Millie, I bet Millie back in New York, I bet she's really nice. I know we've only heard her name once, but I bet she's nice. I
1: bet no, she- we hear it two times. It's at the end two? of this chapter.
0: Oh yeah, at the end of the chapter when she tells you that the deal fell through. This is fucking hilarious.
2: I can I? It. Can I? Maybe she should, should probably get a vibrator. Yeah. Yeah. With the picture,
1: I think it'd of... help her a whole lot.
2: Darcy, take care
0: of yourself, girl. Like, get yeah, your nice toys and like <laughs> turn on some nice music, light a few candles, and just go to fucking town. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Treat yourself. <laughs> but just be nice to yourself. Oh, God. <laughs> she's in the she's in the bath, and all you hear is. Honestly, ah! <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I wanted, wanted. Honestly, I'd, I wouldn't blame her. She to me, she sounds very sexually frustrated and Weird, depressed. Honestly, uh, it reminds me a lot of this one movie. And if anyone knows about this, is a old I think it's French movie. It's called The Piano Teacher. And uh, that basically, like a porn, it's that this. Like a porn title. It it kinda is. I'll, oh, I'll no. send you. A, it, it it There's a lot of like violent sex scenes,
1: but don't, don't Oh read, Jesus don't watch Christ!
2: The, like, don't watch the violent sex scenes. Just watch the the story plot. If you ever watch it, okay. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> we watch it for the plot.
2: <laughs> it's really good. No, it's really good. And the and there this beautiful French actress. She's so. Talented anyways basically what happens. is like this older woman who is just very sexually frustrated <laughs> And like she she like goes into pork shops and like smells the ewes kind of... <gasps> so hold,
1: hold on hold <laughs> <laughs> on That is so nasty what? that is <gasps>
2: I don't know what they smell like, but I don't want to either so... but anyway <laughs> Can I just say <laughs> chapter chapter eight review? Cause I wrote a word wrong, and I'm gonna read it as I wrote it. Luke and Darcy have no <laughs> Kermistry. <laughs> Kermistry. <laughs> Can you look?
1: The Even Kermit the Frog said no.
2: <laughs> Kermistry. The only no, thing Kermistry. they they the only thing they got going is that sexual tension. Like the the best thing about this book is that. They can't even have a normal human-adult conversation. No. Like, they can't, like, like, I know I'm not that old. Like, I'm 23. I'm not that old. But, like, like, come on. Come on. I have better conversations with 10-year-olds than this kid, than these two have with each other. Supposedly smart adults at 29. And right, are, are right, 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 arch, arch-, arch, rivals. Thank you. Yes. But anyways. <laughs> okay guys my my review
1: for chapter eight was literally i didn't even write any notes i literally just wrote fuck this chapter and that was it (laughs) perfect
0: Uh, that's That's perfect i think my and what's yours bailey my closing notes is darcy darcy like you said darcy just needs a vibrator and a nice night to herself (laughs) she needs to get out her sexual frustration because she is clearly not attracted to either of these two men
1: that's, or she's I, gay! That's, oh my God! That's what I've been saying. She's just gay, and she doesn't realize.
2: All right, you guys. Oh, no, thanks man. for tuning in. Well, <laughs> this is <laughs> the <laughs> end of our episode. Thank you for listening to us read the beautiful and fantastic book that is *Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe*, chapter seven yes, and eight. Right <laughs> um, so, for my question uh, for you guys, this is not related to the book, but. Which is your favorite My Little Pony character from Friendship is Magic? My Rainbow Dash. Fluttershy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't watched that show. Emily, did you, like you watch? Emily, did, did I you watch uh, My Little Pony? No. No, they watched the Littlest Pet Shop. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite Littlest Pet Shop? I actually like Littlest Pet Shop. The the drawing's really cute. Uh,
1: like from the show. Um, yeah.
2: Like just name the animal if you don't know the name
1: the fucking mongoose i haven't watched it forever i can't remember any of their names because there's like a yeah well there's a new show like the old one was like there was like a pet shop and well i say old like (laughs) the one before the one that's like yeah the one that's uh yeah so that one i really liked the the mongoose because he just like had anxiety and just stressed about everything and um and this and like the newer one that is like still coming on now I like Jade because she's just a cat that hates everything but like doesn't really and has like her roommate dog that's like a typical dog and I just nice. it's hilarious nice.
2: <laughs> well guys that's the end of our episode thank you for listening to us and we'll see you back next week with episodes 9 and 10 yeah, Bye. yeah
1: bye guys bye <laughs>